It is Wednesday night, September 14th, and it is time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm your host, fi- flying solo tonight, Paul Zartman. Uh, normally, I would be joined by Tanner Lee and or our KOP Predictions champion, Austin Shepard, but uh, both of them are unavailable tonight, so I am flying solo, so we are going to jump right into... Um, the recap of tonight's dynamite we uh start off the show with sammy guevara immediately heading out to the ring and when he returns the jericho appreciation society members chop the former aw world champion then he beats them down in the corner however the spanish god takes too long bragging about it which allows john moxley to drop him with a king kong lariat the two men then start going back and forth with huge chops, but Guevara is able to goad Moxley to the outside, and he follows it with two big dives outside the ring. Guevara takes the focus towards the steel steps, slamming Moxley headfirst into them. Sammy continues the attack outside the ring, but Moxley fights back and launches him across the timekeeper's table before suplexing him to the floor. As we get towards the end of the match, Anna J and Ty Mello then make their way down to ringside, and this allows uh, Ty to hit a low blow, which is followed by a roll-up, yet Moxley kicks out. Guevara then misses with his senton attempt, and Moxley then goes for a pinfall himself, but it doesn't work. They then go strike for strike with Guevara, then hitting a knee striker and thrust kick. He attempts the GTH once again, but Moxley reverses into the Death Rider, gets the pinfall, one, two, three. And moving on in the AEW uh, Grand Slam Tournament of Champions match is John Moxley. Up next, we hear from MJF. MJF says he hasn't slept in a week because last week, John Moxley had a face with no fear. But he points out that he is not the same kid that he was when they first crossed paths. MJF says he isn't playing a character. Moxley is. And instead, he labels the former world champion a joke. MJF read Moxley's book, and he liked a bit about his childhood as he was raised like the crowd tonight. Uneducated, white trash scumbag from the sticks. MJF goes on for a while. Uh, Towards the end of this promo, he says... um, there's MJF support system, while uh, meaning um, Hathaway, and he doesn't, and uh, he calls out Hathaway's team. Sorry, I was bouncing ahead in my notes there a little bit. Um, Hathaway goes through each member that helped MJF secure the future championship match, telling them telling each one of them what they needed and that he was uh, there to help them. He states that when MJF no longer needs their support, they will go their separate ways. And he makes it clear that the people either run with them or against them. And I'm trying to remember, he called them, so, them the firm. So I think we have yet another action that MJF is in that formed with MJF without giving closure to his uh, formal or previous um, faction. So I'm interested to see what happens with the firm. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but uh, I don't know. They might grow on me. We'll see. We'll see, though. 
Up next, we got Jungle Boy versus Jay Lethal. This was a, a pretty back and forth match, surprisingly. I was uh, expecting this to be more one sided. And honestly, as much as I like Jungle Boy, I figured this would go Jay Lethal's way. Uh, towards the end of the match, uh, inside the ring, Lethal connects with an elbow drop, but it's not enough to get the three count. Jungle Boy fights back once more, though, locking in the snare trap. But once again, Dutt gets on the apron to provide a distraction almost allowing Lethal to get a roll-up win. However, that doesn't work, and Jungle Boy sets his submission in once more, and this time, Jay Lethal taps out. So Jungle Boy came out looking kind of to get back onto the winning path because, well, let's just say uh, All Out did him no favors. We saw that his back was heavily taped up. Went for a couple moves tonight that he just couldn't hit because his back wouldn't allow it. Does he need time off? I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if this is uh, a story or uh, what. But uh, shoot or work. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, I do think uh, we, we tweeted it out on our uh, KOP pod, uh, Twitter account earlier. Um, who's ready to see Jungle Boy drop the Jungle Boy thing and become Jack Perry? I'm one of those. I think we use the back injury as a way to write him off television, let him come back, play the music he has one last time. He comes out, cuts a promo, says, I'm no longer Jungle Boy. Uh, I've grown up. I'm a man now. Jungle Boy is dead. I am now Jack Perry. And then he hits new music to end the promo. I think that's how we transition Jungle Boy from Jungle Boy to Jack Perry. And... I'm all for it, honestly. Uh, up next, we see a video package that is shown of Hook and Action Bronson training for their upcoming tag team match. Bronson says next week they will drop, they will whoop 2.0's ass. Uh, Luigi Primo is then shown backstage flipping pizzas, but Ethan Page takes him out only for Danhausen to appear. Page says he wants to be the king of the Atlantic, so on Friday, he will start with the Jester. I don't know. If you follow any of the vlogs from anybody in AEW, you know Ethan Page and Dan Housen are pretty good friends, so it's hard to see this happen. I don't know. They bicker back and forth a lot on each other's vlogs, so maybe we'll see that come into play somehow. But, uh, eh. I don't know. I just I, I can't get behind a feud with Dan Housen and Ethan Page yet. Uh, Matt Hardy is then shown in a video package reacting to a recent stunt Darby Allen did. He says he respects Allen, but he's looking to scratch his way back to the top, and he challenges him to a match on Friday. See, I thought we were going to see a uh, broken Matt Hardy. We keep referencing it on BTE, which is now on hiatus. Um, thanks to that whole thing at All Out, which I'm not going to get into tonight. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we seemed like we were getting more of a turn towards a broken Matt Hardy once again. Didn't seem to stick, though. I think we're just going to get Matt Hardy version whatever he is today. Up next is the uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match, Swerve and Our Glory versus versus the lucha bros um 
Oh, wait. Before that, I got ahead of myself. We got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Matt DeMartino. Uh, Powerhouse squashed him pretty quickly, as we all knew he was going to. After the match, Hobbs brags about how quickly he beat Ricky Starks, and he says it's time to open up a new chapter in the book of Hobbs, and it starts tonight. However, Starks is then shown coming down the steps, and he avoids security and starts attacking Hobbs, spiking him in the face with a microphone, busted his mouth open at one point, too. So it was a uh, a nice little segment. I'm ready to see Starks get pushed to the moon. He deserves it. Um, I think if we don't push him soon, we're going to see him leave when his contract comes up. And, well, I'm, I'm hoping we can lock him into AEW for a little bit longer. The man's full of talent, and I think he'll do good in AEW in the future. All right, now it's time for that AEW World Tag Team match. The Lucha Bros start the match out in control, but as Ray Phoenix and Swerve Strickland end up on the top rope, it is the champion who comes out on top as Keith Lee tags in to drop the smaller man with a forearm and a chop. Despite that, the challengers work together well to hit a double team as Penta dives in and stomps on Lee's rear end as he then hits several punches in the corner. Uh, towards the end of the match, Lee returns to action, drops Phoenix with a backbreaker and Penta with a headbutt. The champions aim for the swerve stomp, but the challengers fight back as Phoenix nails a springboard Spanish fly and Penta connects a destroyer to Lee. And holy crap. I mean, both men are very athletic, but I was not expecting a destroyer from Penta on Lee tonight, and it looked fantastic. Swerve pushes Phoenix off the top rope when they try to capitalize, and inside the ring, Lee reverses the momentum of Penta drop him to the mat and get the pinfall as they retain their titles. After the match, the acclaimed then appear and say next week, they'll become the champions after the match. Uh, after the, after the match segment, Pac is talking backstage, but he gets punched by orange Cassidy who makes it clear. He is going for the all Atlantic title. We'll see that match uh, on Dynamite next week. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, Orange Cassidy's not going to win this thing, but it's still going to be good. Up next, it's time for the women's match. It is a tag match. As well, you will see Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Serena Deeb teaming up to take on Tony Storm and Athena. Tony Storm and Serena Deeb start out going back and forth in in nice chain wrestling, but the uh, AEW interim women's world champion quickly turns things around by unloading strikes in the corner. Athena tags in, then vaults to the corner with an elbow strike before slamming her down to the mat. However, the professor showcases her skills with a dragon screw as Britt then gets involved. Towards the end of the match, uh, despite being in control, Deep rolls through the move for a single leg crab, only for Athena to come in and start attacking her when the submission is locked. Baker comes in with a thrust kick to Athena, who then gets launched into the steel steps. Inside the ring, Revel distracts the official while Deeb sends Storm headfirst into a chair that Baker holds, and as she comes back, Deeb gets a roll-up win. Uh, Britt Baker and Serena Deeb win this. I was kind of surprised at this one, honestly. Um, I thought we were going to push uh, Athena... And Tony Storm 
not as a tag team, but just individually. And that's uh, not what we saw, at least here. Uh, after the match, Athena tries to fight against both Serena and Baker, uh, but it doesn't work out, and she gets stomped on the head. Baker then tries to use a chair against them, but Jamie Hayter comes down, pulls it off of her. But she doesn't hit Baker, which I was hoping for. She attacks Storm, only to then talk trash to Baker as their issues are clearly not over. Baker's yelling, I said I'm sorry, I said I'm sorry. Uh, it's time for Hater to go out on her own and do her own thing and do whatever she's going to do, whether it's TBS title, whether it's AEW women's title. Doesn't matter. Let's push Hater on her own. Up next, it's the um, final, semifinal match in the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, and it is the main event, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Danielson comes out of the gate strong with tons of strikes in the corner, which he follows with the running kick. Jericho begins to give as good as he gets with some chops of his own, only for Brian to get back in a hold with his running kick in the corner. Uh, towards the end of the match, Jericho then gets sent into the second turnbuckle instantly into a roll-up. Jericho kicks out, then hits a dragon screw, allowing Jericho to put in the figure four leg lock. Now, let's, uh, let's touch on the fact that the ankle of Danielson was hurt uh, on the outside, um, Jericho ends up taking his shoe off. He wasn't wearing his normal wrestling boots. He was wearing a wrestling shoe, um, which as Taz and Lord Regal talked about is a softer bottom, softer sole. Uh, so it's not as supportive as the other, uh, the wrestling boots themselves. And there's no ankle support either. So when it looked like uh, Danielson had rolled his ankle, uh, the doctor goes and checks on him pulling his boot off as Jericho wraps it around the ring post back of the ring and Jericho continues attacking that area as he then hits a knee breaker. Brian keeps fighting through even though he only has one ankle and he looks for his finisher. His body gives up on him, which allows the walls of Jericho to be locked in. Um, Jericho then gets sent into the second turnbuckle instantly into a roll up. Jericho kicks out. Then hits a dragon screw, allowing Jericho to put in the figure four leg lock. Again, focusing on that ankle. Um, they then start throwing hands in the submission. Danielson ends up transitioning into the LaBelle lock, forcing a submission. Danielson picks up the victory, meaning next week we will see John Moxley take on Brian Danielson for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be Blackpool Combat Club versus Blackpool Combat Club. William Lord William Regal is going to be uh, on commentary. We know this in the main event. Uh, I'm hoping it's the main event. And he is just going to be biting his nails the entire time. I don't see how you can possibly um, expect him to focus on anything during commentary next week. But it is going to be absolutely fantastic watching Danielson and Moxley go one-on-one. -on -one. After the match, Moxley makes his way to the ring, and the Blackpool Combat Club members show respect with a handshake as they point to the title. And again, next week, I cannot wait for this. This uh, is shaping up to be a 
pretty good Grand Slam. Uh, I'm going to go through here real quick and see if I can find the um, card for next week. Uh, got distracted. Squirrel moment there. Sorry. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. As I'm pulling this up, though, uh, I do want to say it's going to be interesting it always concerns me a little bit when um, we're talking about you can still get tickets to join us on next week's Rampage or next week's Dynamite, excuse me. Uh, those, those little things always concern me. Uh, you know, are we not seeing as many people as we thought we would see show up? Eh, who knows? But uh, if they're questioning anything, we now have scheduled four matches for Dynamite. We will see Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed. Tony Storm, Serena Deeb, Athena, and Dr. Britt Baker will be in a four way match for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. We'll also see Pac versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW All Atlantic Championship. Uh, coming up Friday night on Rampage, uh, we will see, uh, I clicked on the wrong one, but uh, we will see Danhausen take on uh, All Ego Ethan Page. I'm looking forward to that match. These two, like I said, they do have a little bit of a history. It's not always a bad history between the two of them, though, so it'll be interesting to see what they can do with this. All right. Now, I told you I was flying solo tonight, and it'd be a pretty quick podcast. Uh, we're about 18 minutes in, and I've already covered all of Dynamite. Uh, I'm going to give my review. I'll give you my wrestler of the week, and then we'll uh, we'll start to wrap things up again. This is a short one as I'm flying solo, and I don't do good doing these things solo. So my rating for tonight's Dynamite, I'm going to go... Uh, a little higher than I normally do. And uh, I'm going to go 8.3. There was a lot of good segments. Some unnecessary confusing segments. I'm not sure why we had to bring in the pizza guy. Uh, apart from the fact that TK obviously tweeted that he likes the pizza. So I guess you got to bring in the pizza guy for TK to get his pizza. But uh, yeah, I'll give it a solid 8.3. Uh, a lot of things that I did like, not too many things that I didn't like, um, apart from match outcomes, but we're never going to be happy with all the matches, right? Uh, my wrestler of the night, I'm going to probably take the easy way out, and uh, I'm going to go Brian Danielson. Um, rolled his ankle, may be sprained, may not be, may have just been a rolled ankle, hurt for a moment, now he's fine. But uh, battling through that, and again, now we get to see Blackpool Combat Club take on the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm excited for this. Will this break down the Blackpool Combat Club? I don't think so, because at the end of the day, um, somebody in the Blackpool Combat Club is going to be AEW World Champion. Does Moxley need it again? Probably not. Is it time for Danielson to get it? I don't know. It may be a little too soon. But I kind of got a feeling that's the way they're leaning. Uh, Moxley's talked about taking some time off again. So it makes sense to put it on Danielson, at least for now. 
Uh, all right. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Don't forget when you check out any of our social media, there are two links to two different stores that you can buy KOP merchandise. Not very many podcasts have two different merchandise stores, but the Kicking Out Podcast, well, we've got two of them. So you get different options. You get some exclusive stuff that, uh, well, it's just there. And then you've got some new stuff that continues to get added to it in our second store. So be sure to check out both stores, get some great uh, merchandise, and support a great podcast looking great doing so. And um, be sure to like us on, it's been a while, it feels like. Uh, Anyway, uh, be sure to like us and follow us wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. And if it's like me and Tanner, and it happens to be Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us that five-star rating. We want to work our way up that podcast list, and we want to be that five-star KOP. We'll never be the seven-star FTR, but we can be the five-star KOP, and you can help us do that by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Um, again, be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media. You've seen throughout this podcast down at the bottom, it's telling you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Kicking Out Pod. That is all of our social media handles for that. Be sure to go ahead and follow Tanner Lee, even though the KOP Predictions Champion is not here tonight. He's not a working champion, obviously. Um, but uh, you can follow him at Tanner Lee 92 You can follow Austin Shepard, who uh, our former champion, who joins us quite often on the podcast, at the Shep 27 And be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And with that, join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.